Down at 10. Pick it back. Here comes the rush. They've got him sack number one. Hassan Reddick for five and a half of the season. Wow. Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. It is caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. One of the greatest duos in the history of the National Football League. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into another edition of Canton Bound. This will be episode eight, and today we're gonna do a little bit different, man. We've been we've been hitting Dynasty real hard, and still gonna be kind of Dynasty focused, right? Well, we'll talk about a few things out here, but specifically, Adam, I got such a love right now for uh, for my C two C leagues. It's kind of exciting on both sides. Um, but the one thing I don't think we've ever really talked about ever between you and I has been, what do you do with college to NFL trades? Ever? The crossover. I don't ever? think it's been ever, ever. Well, we've talked about it, but not on a podcast. You're right. We have not done this on a podcast. Personal deals between yeah. us. That's about it. Experimental, right? Experimental, yeah. we'll call experimental. it. Experimental. Failed, failed experimental. We put liquid paper on a B. And but first died. off, foremost, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. We're getting ready to talk uh, college to NFL trades. I'm... I'm spectacular this is gonna be fun so a little uh a little thing here i, I pulled up our uh our south Harmon, our shit c2c league uh one of the uh the two c2c leagues that we have uh this is the one where you and i made the uh the experimental trade last year that worked out for neither of us <laughs> neither of us won money on either side so we both we both thought it worked out for us at one point and uh quickly found out it didn't so let's first off let's start we'll just start right at the top man with the prize possession in Dynasty, C2C, doesn't matter. Caleb Williams. What would a Caleb Williams, like if you're rostering Caleb in C2C League, what do you need on the NFL side? Like what would make you move off of Caleb Williams? Now, it's different for me if this was like a Devi League, and this is why I think Devi, no offense to the people out there who love Devi, but I think it's a little antiquated and I can never get behind it, right, because Devi – they got to sit on your squad, and we kind of talked when we did the, the best ball roster construction series with Scott Connor way back in the day about, you know, you don't want a lot of zeros on best ball rosters, and if it's a Devi league on sleeper, that's a zero that just sits on the end of your bench forever. <laughs> doesn't do you anything, so value comes really different, but C2C leagues, I think our league might be a 60-40 pot split where 40% go into the college side, 60% to the NFL side. So you still have an opportunity to win quite a bit of money on the college side. So if you're rostering a Caleb Williams that's scoring you points on the uh, the college side, and judging by uh, our little uh, fan tracks league settings here, as far as fantasy points per game go, that's the uh, the number two quarterback in the entire college side we're talking about. So what would an NFL trade for you have to look at? Let's just theory craft this out. Like, what, well, I mean, what would it take? So like, it's a little easier to just kind of conceptualize here with Caleb Williams because to, to me right now as far as we are along like if I'm trading him away I'm trading him away with as of the mindset that he's already stepped foot into the NFL okay 
And the reason I say that is because even if, to your point, it's not Debbie, even if this scenario I don't think is going to happen, but people do not want to let go of, right? he goes back, okay, well, he he's not sitting again with my team, right? He's playing for me again. So at the 60-40 split, it's, so, it's such a minimal amount to me that right. I'm not really going to let that get in the way of the values either way. Like if I'm buying him, I'm not going to let, oh, I need a discount on Caleb. It's Caleb Williams, man. Like yeah. stop it, you know? So to me, I'm trading for what most people are going to say unless, you know, you're big time Marv Harrison guy is 101. Sheesh, man, that's going to cost you over two first pr- pr- pretty much everywhere, right? Like it's it's going to be expensive, man, in Superflex. Very expensive. Right. And like these first two, like on the NFL side first, they're outside of just a handful, at least in our leagues, because they're so damn deep best ball wise like outside of the least last year the first couple picks uh they were pretty gross man the first, By the, time, the first six really right like maybe yeah, they were just di- they were disgusting yeah <laughs> like, and, I'm, and i'm actually that's a good point i'm actually kind of talking from a generic first lens so in the right, c2c right. lens like i'm gonna need uh that type of value so reality is you're gonna have to bring earliest first to me or we're gonna have to more talk player values and you're gonna need to bring a quarterback of some sort to my to the table but the the 101 in our uh our NFL draft last year was Roshan. <laughs> that was the one award. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, Roshan Johnson was a nice pick, but just not the one one. You know, a uh, nice little second rounder, if you will. You know, right? I mean, it didn't get like too much rosier after that. It was Luke Musgrave, Schoonmaker, Strange, Tucker Craft, Michael Wilson, Elijah Higgins. It's the one oh seven. All of these guys have hit about uh, absolutely nothing so far. Yeah, yeah. me with my uh, awesome Trey Tucker pick at the 109. It's feeling like he did something. Hey, CBCA stand up, baby. Trey right. Tucker, let's go. It's not I'm even talk about the second round, man. By the time I got back to be in the second round at the 209, I'm like, I don't, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Who's this dude? All right, fine. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you're talking from the uh, the generic liquid first, you know, like traditional dynasty value, right? What if we had to put, like, a player range on it? Let's stick to the quarterbacks. Like, if we yeah. were to rank all these guys with the C2C in mind, you know, being a 60-40 split, and really, that's, I mean, it's not enough for me to really care either way. Like, might as well be 50-50 as far as I'm concerned. So if you had to throw Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen... Caleb Williams, Drake May, like all these dudes into a pool, where would Caleb fall for you right now as far as assets? Like if I told you we were going to do a giant startup draft and just throw yeah. them all into a pile, and you could pick NFL or you could pick college, it didn't really matter. Mm. Where is he coming off the board for you? Like where yeah. would you go, yeah, I'm taking I mean, I'm just fast forward into, you know, it's crazy to say this, but, you know, a couple months from now, man, and we're in the off season already, right? Like it's my mind can get there for Fairly fast. I will say this. To me right now, um, y- you can start having this probably – or I think the conversation for the majority of people is going to be like there's no – he is not touching. I don't care how much you want the youth and the Caleb Williams stuff. He's not touching Mahomes. He's not touching Allen. Not touching Hurts. Although Hurts has been playing st- – he's slow start. I'm not – no, he's not touching Hurts. He's not touching Herbert. Not touching Burrow. Um, I think, I don't know that this is right, Mike, but I think people probably are going to start getting crazy right around that Lamar's played slow enough to start the season off that they might have a discussion here. I'm probably going to take Lamar every time here still, but, um, like, I think this is where the conversation starts to breed. And 
you could see it go a lot of different ways. I could see people like, nah, he's easily right here. Number six, he's just outside the top five. I personally, right now, the way CJ Stroud is playing, I'll still take CJ Stroud ahead of him. I'll take T-Law. I think, I think for me, you, you could probably put him right around that, that Tua range. I'll probably still take Tua and then I'll probably take Caleb Williams after that because there's just no, there's no one solidified after that. Um, as much as I love fields, like just doesn't feel good with the injury and I'm just at that point, I might take the youth pivot knowing that he's going to have a rookie deal for five years. A, a rich probably right now also, um, should be in the discussion. There's the injury going on with him, mm -hmm. but he should absolutely be in the mix there too. I think for me, you got five quarterbacks in this Caleb Williams, man, solid number six, because it's wow. such a C2C format. And I know I could, uh, you'll take him ahead we, of Lamar. I would, because I knew if we, we threw everything in a pool, like this hypothetical, like I could build a hell of a college contender right, <laughs> and, and win money. And then I still have the plus side of, you know, you're getting the one one essentially in a normal dynasty league coming into the league, whether that's next year or whether, you know, I'm with you. I don't, I don't think the dude's going back, right? That's way too much money to turn down on an NFL contract being the number one pick to, to go like, I'm good. I just don't want to play here. I'll, I'll go back and get NIL money. NIL money's nice, man, but there's a big difference between, you know, $25, $30 million signing bonus and, you know, $3 million, three and a half, four million million, $4 million, whatever it is that you're going to get nio money going back to school for a year so either way like you get the upside of of having that come into the league if you're talking traditional dynasty i mean once he gets drafted you could see a scenario where he's like qb7 qb8 already in startups uh next yeah, year over the summer for sure so if i'm talking i also get the upside of college right now like getting to uh getting to enjoy all those points and helping me win actual money six seems pretty good for me um, I guess maybe you could have a conversation for me. Like maybe you could talk me into a world where it's like him or Joe Burrow. Uh, I agree though. Like you're not touching Mahomes, you're not touching Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Um, that's pretty Ooh. much it for me. Man, that was the color me surprised, Mister McNutted. I, this was not. This is so anti McNutted right now. I yeah. Every everyone on campus to Canton, you guys aren't privy to this. Typically, this this is a newer podcast, but this is. Ooh, who who am I speaking with? Okay, so from the from the Debbie, uh, not the Debbie, the the campus to Canton. So you're in the you're in the Canton League, right? When you're playing for a college side, there is upside with him, but at the same time, like my team may not be that good in college just because I have Caleb Williams. Now, obviously, that's a hell of a start. You're that's as right. good as a start gets, right? But you have to backfill, or a lot of times, at least the way I've seen it is you want to kind of pick or the way I would, the way I prefer to play it is start picking which side I'm juicing. Right. And Caleb, um, to me, if I have him, like I, I could absolutely wait on just him if my team's not ready to go. But if I have him, I'm already trying to lean into the contending side on the college side. Now, if I have a team that's ready to go in the NFL, I, I will pass. I will trade Caleb straight up for Lamar. I will, uh, and, that, and and the reason I also say that and the reason I give those guys the edge is because when we get to now, if you are somebody that flips a lot of the high-end assets on your team, now that that's one thing, right? And I try to do that, but ultimately for me, it's not as easy as it once was to just flip in and out of these guys. And if you told me I have to hold until the start of the year, next year 
as much as I like Caleb, I, it would not surprise me to see him not have the most ridiculous start that of his NFL career. And I would much rather have solidified some of these quarterbacks that I believe are still very, very valuable that may be, you know, slower starting this season. Um, there's only a handful of them, but it'd be like Lamar, T-Law. Tua, I'd probably, I'd probably put Caleb ahead of Tua just because of the injury concern and the age. Although Tua is just balling right now. I mean, fr- frankly, if you told me right now you're looking at a one-year sprint, you'd have a tough time arguing a whole lot of guys ahead of Tua outside of the obvious ones, you know. I think the only thing that like I'll, I'll throw in here, and it's probably just because it's Caleb and the, the hype that surrounded him. I think Drake May is a very, very good quarterback, and you could have the conversation about who the actual number one pick next year is going to be or who the best quarterback is, and I think Drake May definitely goes in there. I think for me with Caleb is just a little bit different because of the hype surrounded him, right, the, uh, the name value and, and kind of where everybody is. Very, 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 very insulated. Um to, to your point, though, Adam, it might be a little bit rich for anybody else. Like, if I were to change his name from Caleb Williams to Drake May, right, there's no way I rank him that high. And here's the thing, and, and that I'll point out, that we don't have college warp yet. Like, we, we haven't developed that yet. Don't worry. We're we're going to work on finding some way to do college warp in, in league specific. But It's coming. You look at the quarterbacks, and, and I did say Caleb Williams is number two in points per game, at least amongst all rostered quarterbacks for our scoring format. But there's so many guys here scoring over 30 fantasy points a game. So many. So there's 14 of them, Adam. Well, that, and that, that's my, that was going to be my other point. Good, good call. Yep. Th- there's so many of them, and a lot of these guys don't have, at least in my opinion. Now, I'm not a college expert. That's what you're on uh, CampusToCanton.com for. <laughs> you know, listen to Austin, Matt, Felix. Chris, all those smart guys over at C2C as far as looking into uh, to college guys. but Bunch of savants, man. Just me as like the uh, the average the average kind of guy, right? Like I, I got to watch some uh, some Thomas Castiglanos from Boston College, and like he makes some highlight plays. He looks like he's got an arm on him, but really do we know like what his NFL future is? Like is this a dude who's going to be anything more than a third, fourth round pick? And for NFL value down the road, like that's almost next to nothing. Like it's well, no one cares. I, I think there's two ways to look at that, though, right? One of the reasons I would again lean towards the now you, you can you can do this both ways, okay? So I'm not going to say it's only hmm. one way or the other. But for me, where I would again lean Lamar T. Law is because, like, what I would do is I'd rather have that solidified in the NFL than try to find my Bakers and my Dobbs and my right these replacement level guys in college, man, look, I don't even truthfully, I haven't played enough to know what their real market is, but I know I've seen enough deals. I have made some where it's like, I know if I really needed one of those type guys that I can go get it and pretty cheap and just kind of, you're not going to get Caleb, but I can replace the college production with a, Basically, got a, a, guy, a guy that ain't going to the NFL, you know? <laughs> a Haynes King, who I like on Saturdays, I see nothing but tweets about how bad Haynes King's been for two years now, right? When he was back it. in Texas A&M, people hated him. Goes to Georgia Tech, they still hate him. But he just comes out, and at least by scoring, he's th- damn near 32 fantasy points a game. He's five off the pace of what Caleb Williams has given you, and you know that price difference is massive. No I mean, they're not, even, yeah, they're not even on the same elemental chart, right? It's just... right. So I guess if I look at like a Drake May or, you know, Jordan Travis is a good one. He's up there in scoring as well. Shadur, um, Jackson Dart, my, my guy. 
I shouldn't say my guy. I don't need to take credit for this because big shout out to Felix. Michael Penix, right? Yeah. Um, you know, Felix put me on this train a long time ago with Michael Penix, and, and that dude just does nothing but ball. But even a guy who, who like Penix, who could be in the uh, the QB3 conversation as far as rookie picks go next year. I mean, big value difference. If you were asking me the NFL equivalent of a Michael Penix, let's do that. Michael Penix, where would he rank at quarterbacks? Right, like one Ooh. for one. <laughs> That's a uh... – this is a dicey proposition for me. Even. College like, producer, potential to be the QB3 in the class. If if we're doing that same scenario with Caleb, we got to throw him into a big pool. Where would you take him? This one, Mike, for me, I'll be honest with you. The, the I'm going to say inexperience. I mean, I'm playing in, I think, two or three of these leagues now. But yeah. the inexperience I have here, I, I will just say this. From seeing in the Debbie space, from seeing – how these guys fluctuate a lot of times, right? Mm-hmm. And typically for me, the way I like to, you know, rally around a guy like, like I'll get all in on Michael Penix. Right. Just to have it not even be like, you know, Malik Willis type thing. <coughs> Cough, Sam Howell. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. And it's like, you know, well, at least we know we're not getting Spencer Rattler. So right. there's, there's that. But like the point is I, I'll end up being all excited, spending up right now. I think right now probably – you you could make a very um a very defined case on like this is a polarizing time to buy Panics Jr. because if he hits if he's the third quarterback in the class we're talking top fifteen pick man that stock whatever you're getting it at today is not nearly enough right mm-hmm. however if you buy it and it's not if he falls outside the first round and and certainly outside the top like forty picks Mike I mean I, there's, there's no way you're getting anywhere near what you put into it. So it's right. it's just it's so volatile for me. I tend to not want to get to uh that that would be a, a an asset that I would try to avoid unless it's getting to the point where like all right, it's staring me in the face, go get this thing. How about this? For me if I had to put a range I mean, on, I can right? put I can put one on there, but yeah, I just I'm just t- speaking from the mindset where I come from with the uh the quarterback archetype like this. If I'm sitting here right now, like, and I had to choose between the the slow and steady quarterback for the NFL side, I know what I'm getting, or the massive amount of upside. Like you said, there, there's a massive amount of risk, but the risk is mitigated a little bit by I'm getting college fantasy points, right? Now, granted, if you were to look at a, a warp graph of this, I'd imagine, kind of like I said with Caleb Williams, this could be pretty flat, right? He's in that tier of 14, all scoring over 30 fantasy points, right? Producing. But that's still valuable, and I get the the bonus upside of if I'm right, and if he's a you know top three quarterback, top fifteen pick, first round NFL pick, whatever. Like I get to experience all those rewards when he goes to the NFL side. Adam, I'm cool with like trading away Jared Goff. Man, it's funny. I was got Mike. I was just gonna go go to Goff. It's the same one, and I was gonna say, I'll, give me Goff, give me Goff because Goff, Mike is. You know what's funny is golf feels, and by me for a long time, just always, always little slandered, man. Always. Yeah. By me for a long time, too. Like, this guy's playing really well. He's playing. He's very safe. As a quarterback, too, in Superflex, like, this is a while, a while away from a couple years ago. Like, I feel very good with Jared Goff as my quarterback, too. Right? Now, I don't feel like I have this – it's always really nice to have those two star stud quarterbacks. You got two of the top twelve. Like, oh man, my upside's ridiculous. So to your point, if if 
the the panic's upside does pose something that golf doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. If he hits, but man, golf as just a thrower of the football with the weapons he has, your guy Sammy Lagoda. I mean, <laughs> come on, you don't just dismiss Jared Goff like this. I am. <laughs> give me, give me, give me Jared Goff. I'll let you have the volatility, and you will hit some of those. But I will not end up losing that one. I'll replace Cord. I would rather, especially with him, like Caleb. You can totally sell me on the case where right. I'll swing for the upside. May Penix for me. I would rather mitigate the risk and have Jared Goff solidified and try to find a you know gross quarter. Haynes King. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just keep going back to the well. Haynes King. You know Donovan Smith, Houston. He's up there. Sure. I'll take all of them. I'll take your Haynes King, your Smith. I'll take them all. It's my inexperience, too. I can't say that I've ever watched a Houston football game, like in 2023 at least. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I haven't watched them this year. Um, I don't know that I've sat through a whole game, though. I've I've watched some Houston Cougars football, but not start to finish, man. I I think that's probably where I'm at, though, on like quarterbacks. For the rest of them, I don't know. There might be a few, like Jordan Travis. You know, would you rather have a Baker Mayfield or Jordan Travis with the C2C format, like that kind of stuff? Yeah, Jimmy I mean, Garoppolo, like those kind of dudes. I think there I could much I, – I would much more be willing to take the risk side. Like, I get you. You know what I mean? I'm, as, it, as it gets if more I'm losing crusty, out on right? Jimmy G or Baker Mayfield, even though you could probably con- make a case and convince me that the smart side is taking that other – yeah, I'll I'll just look the other way, and I'll take this the not say I'll take the not smart side. I'll, I want the I want to risk Baker and Jimmy G. I, I'll I'll replace those guys some other way. I get you. All right. Well, let's go on to the next prize. <laughs> the next prize of the class, Marv, marvelous Marv. Marvin this this one right Jr. here is going to be. Oh my gosh, Mike! This is the the most crazy time to talk about Marvin Harrison Jr. with. Justin Jefferson on the shelf. I mean, yep. come on, man. This is – the chaos is about to start. So a little bit different at the uh, the wide receiver position, at least for our scoring in our league. And I just want to point that out too. Like it's – Yeah, go ahead and give the difference. What is the uh... – This this is a brainchild of, of me, right, just the, the way we score this and, you know, kind of the way it's set up. But just speaking in general, as far as 20-point – fantasy producers or better per game at the wide receiver position marv comes in at 20 like at the bottom of the barrel like of the elite guys uh at the top you're looking at uh this has kind of been one of my favorites i've desperately tried to get him uh in the other c2c when we had the uh the one waiver run i tried in ours and uh failed but tory horton after i watched him in that that colorado game i was like Ooh, Damn, whoa, yeah whoa, this boy good i'm with you that boy good man. this boy good so he's fun uh, to watch man yeah 29.37 fantasy points per game so if we're talking the elite of the what? league that's where he is yeah man, I, well i knew he was up there i didn't i didn't realize he was touching that 30 bird number one my goodness uh marv's down more like luke mccaffrey from rice jamari thrash uh jermaine brown from uh uab he, running he's like lower 20s receiver. than ours right yeah yeah, yeah. So, but with Marv, marvelous Marv, let's do the same experiment with Caleb Williams, man. Where where would you where would you do right now if we threw them all into a pool and we're talking wide receivers? Where are you taking them at? I think, uh, Mike, I'm going to take them right behind Jefferson and Chase. Number three. Whoa, yeah. let's go. Yeah, I am. I, I'm with you. 
Okay. I was going to say, I, I'm like, no, nah, he's not. He's not fighting me every nah, turn, you. is he? Come on. I'd fight you. I like it, man. I, I like the, uh, you know, he, he gave me a little delivery that made me think there was something different coming. I love that. So I, I don't see how you can, because of how insane the hype is, because of the fact that he's going to go top three to five draft pick, like there is, and, and for me at receiver, Mike, I feel so much different than at quarterback about trading in and out of these assets. Like it, it's not always the case. It's league dependent, but like there are leagues where Justin Jefferson is in, he's unattainable, right? There's, there's leagues where Chase is unattainable, mm-hmm. but there's also a, a handful of leagues where unless the team that has a top five to seven quarterback is not rostered, I'm not even going to say appropriately, borderline appropriately, they ain't moving them. And for me, I'd rather have to find my way at receiver than I would at quarterback. So um, just knowing that I will be able to trade Marvin Harrison Jr. to whoever the hell I want in my league, I'm I'm perfectly fine taking him ahead of guys that are unbelievable right now. And, you know, Tyreek Hill, I'm in Ross St. Brown, whoever your flavor is, C.D. Lamb, whatever it is. I get you. So if we were to talk an actual trade, right, a college okay. to NFL trade, yep. um, one for one, you know, would you send any of those other guys for him, like at this point? Yeah. A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Amon Ra, like these kind of dudes, unless yeah. you were. I was going to say, as were, long as I'm not a, like, top three locked-in team right now, and that's yep. going to really hurt my team to win in the NFL side, like that's the one thing about these straight-up C2C trades that is fun, but also you got to find the right partner, right? Like you got to find someone mm-hmm. that's typically it's easiest when you find someone that wants to go more on the college side and wants to go more on the NFL side and you can find that perfect fit. Boom. Make that, make that trade happen. Yeah. But if I'm not that, yes, I would trade Mike. I'll be honest. I, I bet you in market, you have to add to some of these guys. I, I definitely could believe it. Uh, all right. So let's throw one out there. Devontae Smith. You know, kind of in that top 12 range. You want to go from Devontae Smith to Marv Cross. What are you willing to add? Like, uh, and think about our leagues. 101, you know, the, Roshan Johnson. <laughs> their best ball league. So, would you add like a, a wide receiver kind of in that second range? <clears throat> Mike Evans, Hollywood? Yes. What about uh, some of the rookies who came in last year? QJ, Smitty. I would QJ. add QJ for sure. Okay. Uh, J-Mo, that's easy for me. J-Mo, let, yes. Let me get a little bit tougher. Um, Nico, Nico Collins, and Spinney. I would add. I would add Nico. Now this is this is this is pushing the the best ball limits. This is pushing right. my yeah. Like I'm I'm starting to not feel as comfortable sitting over here. You know. I get you. I get you. All right. You so, give me. You you push it to Zay Flowers, and I'm out, man. I'm out. Like I'm right. good. Right. <laughs> what about if it was like two Zay Flowers, Addison and Zay Flowers for Marv? Oh man, that is a that is a really really good one, and I think I'll I'll take Marv knowing I can get a turdier receiver as my second. But man, that feels that kind of feels gross to be honest with you. So so some ideas too, just uh, actionable. We we're seeing kind of a resurgence of elite producers at old age on the NFL side, right? I'm a big Tyreek guy, and you know the pace he's on has been ridiculous. But Cooper Cup, first two games back, has been wonderful. Devontae Adams, outside of this, uh, Bill Belichick just pretty much eliminating him <laughs> in this Briar, Brian Hoyer game this past weekend. Hey, can, uh, he's been we, really good. Can we just not say all this so loud? Like, I really enjoyed buying Stephon Diggs, yeah. Tyreek Hill, Stephon Cooper Diggs. Cup. Yeah. 
all off season for all these young guys. Um, don't, I don't want that to get canceled this uh, this off season. So what if you were on a team right on the NFL side? You're not a locked in top three contender, which is pretty easy for us in best ball. You could see a scenario just yeah. the way our leagues are set up. You got Cooper Cup, Devonte Adams. Uh, would you be interesting in trading two of those guys to go to Marv and just going like I'm making the pivot on dynasty value? Like I'm gonna goodness, I'm gonna get off two of these dudes and. Can I tell you that the, uh, so th- this one here to the to the point we just made and the point I was just making, like that feels so the the what feels hard about that is the timing, like I'm t- I got these guys healthy at peak, go get it time. Right. Right. Now, if you told me I'm making that trade, Mike, in March, oh my gosh, give me Marv in a heartbeat. But right now, not saying I wouldn't do it, but man, I would have to explore every nook and cranny because I just feel like a contender right now would pay something crazy for both of those pieces on a push this season. Um, If you told me I could not, like that's just what it is. I'd probably do it, but man, right now the timing feels awful to sell both those old guys like into one piece. You know what I mean? How about uh, how about would you do it where it's uh, you could get a little plus on the college side? Like, would you? For oh, me, now you're talking to me, buddy. For for me, like, yeah, I'll definitely package two of these. But give me like one of those guys who's got a potential of being a uh, a day two wide receiver, right? You don't have to be round one and like locked in, but. There's some guys with uh, good college profiles already that I'm looking at. Maybe two years, I'm going. This could be a day two guy. This could be like an early second round pick, mid second round pick in the NFL draft. I'll take that fire. Um, even if I'm looking at guys for next year, like uh, Xavier Leggett from South Carolina, that's kind of a guy where I think he might have first round potential, but he also kind of just feels like that that second round guy just because of the, the ridiculous size and physicality he brings brian thomas is a guy yeah, from lsu that i'm warming up to yeah like if if you got marv and one of these dudes can i get both yes of them? and i'll yes. give you i'll give you cooper cup i'll give you Devonte adams or i'll give you tyreek and Diggs. or i'll you know. take i'll take the two there because i get the best ball um second piece back right but then the nice. other big thing is that like i like mike one of the things i really like in the c2c side is i feel like there's such big fluctuations and such um not just the, there's big fluctuations in value for the players but there's also big fluctuations in how people think about these guys right so it's like there's there's a lot more anything is possible with a guy like him yeah where you can trade in and out of a lot of different tiers where in the NFL side a lot of times it feels a little more um structured like what you're probably going to be able to do with a player or receiver like that all right so i love the dart add in there i love it Let, let's go to a, a different type of wide receiver like the uh let's talk about the guys who are in contention for being wide receiver two of this upcoming class right so i'm talking about uh rome big rome from washington who just had a monster game right watching him and uh Dude, he's yeah, i mean he, he let's good. just let's just call it what it is he, there's a couple tiers below marv but Man, on the the next, I like watching him. Something about the way he plays, man. Like, right, uh, Malik Neighbors is in there. Uh, a guy that I I had no idea who the hell he was until we're sitting there doing our supplemental draft. Uh, for the team that you and I run together, the the college side, we're doing the supplemental draft. It was later in the year, and I'm going, Hey, Matt, who the hell's this uh, Devontae Walker of UNC? Like, I see you guys got him <clears> ranked pretty high, and he goes, Oh, look him up and. 
I fell in love with the size, the speed, and then we, we had to suffer through the NCAA being a bunch of assholes. <laughs> and then they finally wisened up. His first game was okay. Uh, but how about this last game, baby? Three tutties. <laughs> three tutties. So uh, a guy like Devontae Walker could be in the conversation for yeah. wide receiver two, three in this class. It's funny. We, you talked, you know, uh, you, you had the uh, the green light for me. You know, you talked to Matt. Let's go. When you pulled it, I was like, yeah, man, Kent State, let's go. I, I like this guy. He got the speed. Let's go, man. <laughs> um, I'm kind of, I was kind there. of, you know, ex- rooting for him. And uh, it's, it's nice to see him play well. My guy, uh, Keon Coleman. Shout out to Fizzle, too. Big FSU fan. He loves Keon Coleman. I got a Keon Coleman jersey. If you guys haven't uh, come check this out at any time over at uh, South Harmon on the YouTube, every now and then I'll pull out the old Keon Coleman jersey. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, quite as big of a Keon Coleman fan as these guys are, but man, smooth. I like his game. Smooth, yeah. Got a lot of a little little bit of Des Bryant to him. Yeah, um, I like I like his game. I guess I could even throw in some guys like farther down the road. I mean these guys aren't uh these guys aren't eligible uh yet next year, but you could see a scenario where I don't know if they ever get to Marvin Harrison level, but we could be having uh JSN conversations or Drake London conversations with these guys in twenty twenty five about wide receiver one Evan Stewart, Luther Burden, like those kind of wide receivers. Uh, so let's go to that tier. Okay. I, I mean, Luther Burden, I think. Well, to your point, Marvin Harrison Jr., Jamar Chase, the, these prospects that are that good, they don't, they, they don't come around every single year. So just, right. you got to get that through your head. But now, Luther Burden, man, ah, oh, man, this guy I think could be very much in this tier two you're talking about, the Drake London and possibly slightly ahead range. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So wide receivers wise on the NFL side, like how far down now do we gotta fall, right? Marv set the bar so high at wide receiver three basically for you. Okay, we 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 went through a laundry list of guys. Who who are we talking about specifically here? Just all uh, of these guys bunched up? Let's assume let's assume it's Rome. Let's just okay. let's just Rome. assume it's Rome. All right. Um mm-hmm. he he's the the number two wide receiver off the board, you know, twenty twenty three. We felt really oh, good. So, he's I, so I know it's a good draft. Uh, like draft spot first yeah. round. Yep. Okay. Let, let's just assume he was on that trajectory, right? Like if you had this crystal ball, which we we don't. <laughs> right. We, we don't. Okay. But. So, so it's it's so when I'm when I'm making this selection now, it's with the uh, assumption like that that's the trajectory. It's not guaranteed. It's that that's yeah. what we are thinking. Okay. Yep. All right. So it's now still. That right. that would be the the burning consensus. But you're doing it now, and uh, you got this pool of wide receivers on the NFL side too, mixed in with a guy like Rome. Mm. What would what would Rome be coming off the board for you? Value so it's a great question. See, I like this. I like My, this. mindful. I like you're this still getting his current production on the uh, the college yeah, yeah. side, which is uh, where is he at right now? Mm. I just skipped the page, but he was up there. Yeah, number two. So he's not Tory Horton, <laughs> but he's pretty close. Twenty seven point two. Twenty seven point two fantasy points per game. I, I think Mike, I'll comfortably put him ahead of the. Uh, Debo Ridley guy right there, and I'll probably like right in that tier. Like I- I'll put him here, and then I'll I'll have him behind. You know Drake London's, T Higgins, uh, JSN still as much as JSN is giving you no production at all right now. Um, I think I think for me in that like mid twenty range seems about right. Mid twenties, yeah, that actually does. Um, I think you could probably have a conversation. The, the only problem with the NFL wide receivers, which like makes it really hard for me to do one for one, is there's so many of them. There's well, just see, there's see, so many in this tier that you you could make a case for up and yeah, down, right? I'm you could you. say mid twenties, and then 
Adam, I could scroll down a few and you'd be like, mm, well, not that guy, not but, that guy. Not, but see, well, the, not that guy either. I'm telling you, it's hard to pencil in the spot because, Mike, for example, Quentin Johnson, right? Now, there, there's two pieces of, of the wide receiver in this range that I really want to talk about for future valuation for me, the way I view it. One, okay, Quentin Johnson. Now, like the the prospect was a little iffy for a lot of people, right? They, concerns of how, how didn't like how he high pointed the football. Um, you know, I mean, it may have been just as simple as the, the helmet scouting, right? But then he goes to the landing spot. You're like, oh man, like Mike Williams going to get hurt at some point. Keenan Allen, these guys are going to move on. Mike Williams is hurt. Quentin Johnson isn't really doing much, and like the values down to wide receiver 35 to your point, right? Like yeah. it doesn't take a ton. Like this is six weeks of NFL production in his rookie season, Mike, and he's down probably 10 to 12 spots from where he was to start the rookie season. Um, now the reason I wanted to bring that into, into context is because that is if everything goes right for these guys in the pre-draft process and like Quentin Johnson gets first round draft capital, like, as much as I like a lot of these guys you're mentioning, like I, I expect Rome to ha- have a good pre-draft prospect process and get drafted highly. But I don't know, Mike. What if he ends up, you know, something like a Pickens deal happens? What if, what if he goes in the second round and like you, you're looking at right now? A lot of these receivers in the mid twenties, they are far safer, right? But the yeah. one thing is the tantalizing upside of these youthful receivers, man, it just a first round guy that gets the right landing spot, that gets the right buzz early, that, that upside just shoots. It just shoots. And there's, there's no stopping it. Literally. You don't know where it could go. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, uh, I definitely think I'd be more interested, uh, DJ Moore, you know, Drake London would be a hard one for me. I still believe a lot in Drake, but George Pickens, Nico Collins, Christian Watson, Michael Pittman, like these kind of guys for the potential of whoever <clears> might be that, that wide receiver too, or with some of those other guys I mentioned earlier, Luther Burden, Evan, Evan Stewart, like there's 20, 25 guys who could be wide receiver one in their class. Mm-hmm. Now, while it's not to the level of Marv, I think because this campus can't format just opens so much up where I get to enjoy the college production and then I get kind of the same way I was talking about with Michael Penix, I get to enjoy the possibility of upside. I'm more willing to trade some of these guys, especially at the wide receiver position where there's an abundance of them and just shoot for massive amounts of upside while enjoying the nice floor of, of scoring fantasy college points. So, I mean, I might be in the late teens-ish like it would be case by case dependent and obviously your team build and everything, your direction that you're kind of going. But if we're doing it from the lens of being a middle of the road team, that's not really competing the NFL side. It's almost like here, I get to re-roll in a regular dynasty league, DJ Moore into a, you know, generic first round pick. But Adam, I get the added benefit of hell. I might make my college side pretty deep. <laughs> like I yeah. might make this pretty good. It's not just a re-roll. Because I'm actually going to get to enjoy points this year, like right. actually do it and have the potential of winning money. So I'm a little bit more bullish, even on those those second tier guys. It's where I get into like the third tier guys, where at least for me on the college side where I am right now is, I might just find some some random, you know, and, and that's kind of the the state of the college game is I might find some Mac wide receiver who's just putting up points and. I hold on to the NFL guy if he's got an iota of like upside or value or value retention, right? If it's a dude who's got nothing, by all means, then 
I'll sell him for some Mac wide receiver and just try to go for go for the college, you know, title. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot for. But these guys who actually have realistic upside of having good NFL draft capital and having well, a future, yeah, I might be be a little bit more bullish than other people. I, I think because I think I actually I, I want to talk about this, which is one one more little little point here. Because I think um, realistically, Mike. This is a good discussion because I I, I want to just use like fast uh, rewind 365 days from today and just mm-hmm. kind of give ideas. Now, obviously, each wide receiver class is going to be different, the depth and you know the prospects. But just to give you like last year, like right now about this time, Jalen Hyatt was really starting to get a lot of buzz. Yeah, Jalen Hyatt currently. This is a key trade cut. This isn't the Bible. This isn't the end all be all. Why, he he's he's Josh Palmer, Sky Moore, Zay Jones. So <laughs> so like the floor I think is not as safe as people want to think. Now, to your point though, because like that's the one end of the illustration, right? You also have, I mean, people would have probably looked at you funny even if you said Zay Flowers ahead of Jaden Hyde at certain points, but they're certainly in the same Zay Flowers is wide receiver seventeen. Jaron Anderson's wide receiver 16. Like, um, even guys that were a little more middle, middling, right? Like Josh Downs is wide receiver, I think, 30, uh, 35. You got, you know, there, there's a lot of, I guess, mixtures of how they could fall and layered in here. Um, the one thing, though, as you start to go down, you start to realize, man, like how deep the receiver pool is, especially if we're talking more of a best ball league. Now, lineup would be a lot different for me. I'm probably shooting a lot more for upside in these lineup leagues. But you just think about it. Like wide receiver 50 range right now. You got Traylon Burks, Jaden Reed, Jerry Judy, uh, Deontay Johnson, Gabe Davis. I mean, like. Nuts. That's crazy, right? Like the. Wide receiver 50 sounds bad. Outside of Gabe Davis, I don't really put bad to any one of these guys' names, right? That's true. And, and Gabe Davis is actually having a damn good start to his season. Like, it just, it just to me, it shows the depth in best ball. And sometimes for me, how, like, being safe doesn't feel the sexiest, but it's the smart play at times, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. It might be the smart play, especially when you go and you look at Adam Thielen having a monster season, still wide receiver 57 on keep trade cut. Still, no one cares. <laughs> right, exactly. So, so I mean, you know, it, I, I just – the depth of the wide receiver pool, to your point, man, it is crazy out here. The first 50 are all like, okay, I really am interested in all yeah. these guys, you know. Yeah. All right. Last thing we'll do, and, and Adam, I'll just kind of skip over it too because at least for me, running back position – I really just don't care. I really don't. I mean, if look I look at this. how far we've come. I really, dude, I don't. I, I've been do burned I, every single time, and I just don't. I, the Travion Henderson experience, Mike, just these teams, I'm, I'm like, Travion Henderson is going to win me a title. Right. How'd that go? Yeah. Yeah. If if I'm on the uh, if I'm on the NFL side, like right now, and I'm middle of the road, and I got running backs, obviously I'm trying to sell them. I don't know if I really want to invest in college running backs. Like, if somebody wants to give me some, like, all right, maybe. Maybe I could load up. But there's just so many guys on the college side that probably don't really have a great NFL future. Or at least right now, it's it's so hard to project where I go, dude, I could just fill out a college roster with uh, Ashton Genty. Genty, I can't even say his name right. The Boise State running backs, number one scorer in our league. <laughs> 
<laughs> like I can just fill it out with a, a guy like that at the running back position. Uh, Rasheen Ali from Marshall, that's at least a guy that I've heard of. Um, but yeah, I don't know how great his NFL future is. Um, you know, like I started to get some of these that I used to love back in the day. Braylon Allen's fine, but, you know, he comes in at like 14th in scoring. So it's just, uh, I'm good. Like I don't even see your boy Travion on here. Uh, I know Ollie Gordon is maybe getting some buzz around being 2025's RB1, or, but uh, I, I just pass. Just pass on the running back. I'm good. If I had, like, some NFL running backs that I didn't really need to roster because I treat them with such one-year, like, kid gloves, I'm probably just shooting for those, uh, like, is anybody dumb enough to give me one of these wide receivers that we were just talking about? Or maybe the opportunity at like a Michael Penix at the quarterback position where I could actually walk into a difference maker. Not I get the college production, but hey, I might actually get some real value come NFL time, which would mean something to my team and help me roster construct. So kind of just why I skip over the running back position. But I'm going to talk one thing because there is kind of this uh, unicorn floating out there, and it's Brock Bowers at the tight end position. Now, okay. I know he's having tightrope surgery, and he's right. going uh, to be out a couple weeks, we think. <laughs> He might be back next Saturday. We don't know. <laughs> Could be superhuman. But uh, he's a difference maker on the college side, at least for our scoring. There's only two tight ends in our scoring. Tight end is such a gross position on the college side. They're scoring over 20 fantasy points per game. And it's him and Dolan Hooker. Holker. Holker. Colorado State again. I would have never known who that guy was if it wasn't for Dion and Colorado playing that late night game that everybody seemed to watch. So <laughs> Brock Bowers. Tight end position on the NFL side is also disgusting. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, start up. Where would he go? Where would he go for you, Adam? Off the board. Knowing that you get that elite advantage on the college side, and the NFL isn't exactly uh, rosy. I All right. So so I'm going to be honest here, man. Th- this is one of those where I'm starting to get to the similar a similar vein that you just talked about, the running back position to the tight end position. In Dynasty. Yeah. And because of that, Mike, it just causes me to, if I have Brock Bowers, I want to trade him. Like, maybe it's a bad play. And you can tell me that, and that's fine. Yeah. I would rather get rid of Brock Bowers while there's some very, very stable, good value to be had. Like, I can trade out of him into into skill players that I would rather build around. And it's not that Brock Bowers can't hit to an extreme level. I'm not here trying to dunk on Brock Bowers. This is more about just a positional view and positional changing as far as how I'm approaching the position in Dynasty that I would rather get off of Brock Bowers. So um, like I just wanted to preface with that. Now, to the tight end position, if I'm just going to go one for one, man, it is it is so thin at this point to where like you could make the case like, I mean, Mark Andrews is not Mark Andrews right now. Let's right. just let's just start talking from the NFL lens. Mark Andrews is not what Mark Andrews once was. Um, I'm not going to say he's getting old, but he's 28. So like that, you know, that sheer that that shine he has might start to be a little more blemished as he's getting closer to 30. The carry might not carry that same weight universally. Kyle Pitts just, I mean, he's had a couple little decent games, but he's still not. A, a difference maker at the position. Um, Sam Laporta's like to give you an idea of how crazy it is. Sam Laporta has been very, very good, but he's taking 
the tight end position at the one by storm, at least for a lot of people. Um, like I, I don't have a problem trading. Like I don't have a problem putting him in right at, right after three or four, really, man. Like I'd probably put it at four. I'm not going to put him ahead of Laporta, Kelsey, Hawker, or Andrews. After that, if you want to have a discussion, I'm, I'll let you have any, I'll let you have him ahead of anybody else, man. No problem at all. If I say agnostic of direction, with Brock Bowers in the mm-hmm. tight end position in the NFL. Okay. Well, then you got to take Kelsey out of it. There is zero tight ends I would really? not have rather really? than Brock Bowers. You'd rather have him over Laporta. The positional advantage he gives me on the college side is so massive. I mean, if we mm. were to have a warp graph and he was to be on there, it's kind of like when we looked at warp graphs for the NFL side all offseason, Adam. Gotcha. It's yeah, Travis now, Kelsey so high and then a bunch of shit. Well, okay, because I'm actually kind of uh, viewing it like a little bit that that might come down to earth with the tightrope. But yeah, so so I guess that was I'm kind of baking that in. Now, if you're telling me he's gonna he's healthy, he's gonna smash on the college side, I'm with you. You could basically say, why can't you argue him right there at one? Right, right. I would say this: the only tight end I could make a case for, and you'd have to throw direction in. Is if I was competing or semi competing on the NFL side, it's Travis Kelsey. Yep. The rest of them, I'll pivot off Hawkinson. I love Laporta, but I'd one for one. Give me Brock Bowers at this point because it's one of those things too. You get the advantage on the college side. And then when he comes into the NFL, Adam, he's probably going to come in the NFL as tight end three, tight end two, <clears> you know, maybe tight end one. People might get crazy. I don't know. He's going to be up there already in dynasty value and. Then you can just do whatever, right? Like, but I'm I'm with you. If I if I got him, right? It is also a lot like the running back position where I want to pivot into other things just because the position is so gross. And if people want to pay me an arm and a leg for him, by all means. But if we were just to look at tight end for tight end, I can't make a case for anybody. And, <laughs> I and, really and the can. thing is, here's the, here's the last the last thing of it. Okay, so especially on the college side now, right? Like. When you think about the college side, because there's going to be so much turnover, like it's going to be hard for me year in and year out to say like my college team is just ridiculous. Now on the NFL side, you might be able to build some of these goon squads where I could maybe now say I'm going to appropriate some funds to the tight end position I really wasn't planning to. But when I go to the college side, Mike, it's so unlikely that year in and year out I just have this stable horse of both – scoring points per game and NFL potential talent, right? And I'm like, you know what, man, I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a little every year I'm just gonna get a little bit crazy and carried away with my money. I'm gonna have this tight end advantage. Because I think one of the things I've seen, especially in the formats I play, which I don't play a lot of these really shallow formats, like yeah, that tight end advantage is massive. But when you spread it out across eleven, twelve positions that are starting like I, you can have it, man. You can have that because I'm going to stack the rest with really, really good players. And like, if that's not where I'm appropriating my my funds, I'm good with it. So, um, by and large, like, it's one of the lessons I've learned this this year, man. Like, I had too many of these tight ends that I was trying to appropriate, and it just wasn't working out for me. So, I'm good, yeah. you know. Yeah, kind of weird that uh, Dynasty, Campus Canton, however you really want to look at it, we're kind of going in these uh, these swings, right? Where we're really down to two positions of, of meaning, of value, of insulation. Right. It's quarterbacks and wide receivers and everybody else. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? 
years, we just go, well, we'll figure it out later. Yeah, like, man. I'm good. I will not team build around tight ends, running backs anymore. I, I team build around quarterbacks, and I team build around my wide receiver core. And uh, hopefully I got enough draft capital or if it's a C2C format, enough stuff coming up from the other ranks where I go, I'll figure this out as I go, right? I got enough liquidity or assets or usefulness that I can uh, I can go pick those uh, Raheem Mosterts. I can go pick those uh, Hunter Henrys when he's producing or Logan Thomas. Like I'll go find these kind of guys to fill in my tight end position or my, my running back position. So this was good. This was good. Give people some ideas. Uh like I said, we're, we're no experts on it. It's something that I wanted to dive in more because we've never really talked about it, at least am- except for amongst ourselves. Um, and it, it definitely feels like the, the two C2C leagues, we don't see a whole lot of trades back and forth or at least crossover. Like it's tough for people to gauge value. And I think they get a little bit scared. But Adam, I think if we talk it through, I'm with you. A, a lot of things that I said, if I was on a, a competing college side team and I got some NFL guys, to- let me go get some college targets, man. <laughs> let yeah, me just let me punt this NFL side into oblivion, load up on the college side, and I get the useful going. Or same thing, you know, we might have a you might have an NFL side where it's you're a top three contender, and then you go and you look at your college side, and you're like, man, I got a Caleb Williams. I can't wait till next year I get this guy, or I got a I got a Marv coming up. Adam, why not put him to use? Why not go get you well, a Cooper Cup and a Tyreek you know, Hill? <laughs> you, you, at least, at least for now, you've got my blood flowing. I'm gonna probably, I'm gonna actually get on the phone here and, and drum up and see what I can drum up. The, the one thing to your point, though, like I've gotten a lot of dialogue that seems to kind of patter out, and right. maybe as the season is starting to progress along, and the NFL sides and the college sides are starting to shape, we can kind of push some stuff through. But I would like to get some more C2C deals done, man. Definitely. I think it's a, it's an open avenue and it's definitely because a lot of people don't have the, the value or it's a little bit scary. Yeah. The, the uncertainty on that edges. college side is, is, is definitely uh, fearful for a lot of people. I think, I think there's including some big, myself sometimes, I think there's some big edges that you can grind out here with trade value cross, uh, cross leagues. But, uh, I thought this was a good one, man. Uh, I liked it. It was good to, good to get in and then just kind of spitball and dive. And then we do so many dynasty trades i mean we do a dynasty trade show every single week that's an hour at least if not an hour and a half or two hours sometimes so we talk so many trades and thought process i was like what better than us to step out of the box you know step out of the comfort zone and let's talk college college to nfl let's see if we can put some good values on it that seemed to make sense for both of us so i like it adam uh don't know what we're talking about next week, but I'm sure we'll figure something out. Definitely. Uh, we really appreciate everybody tapping in. Don't forget promo code South Harmon, 10% off at campuscanton.com. Crazy tools, great rankings, amazing people. Go get yourself in there and uh, the Discord access. That's huge. And get that Discord access so you can get that real-time advice. Uh, that's how I uh, that's how I pulled Devontae Walker. And thank you. <laughs> thank you, Matt Bruning, for thank that. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Felix, for the uh, the Michael Penix, or as uh, and, uh, and I think Felix and Matthew and Mike and I have a date. We need to discuss some Shadur Sanders. So yeah, we m- we might have to do that, right? Yeah. I think we got time. I think, for I that. think we got time. I think we can make it happen. Not like Shadur Sanders, watch. We got time for that today. Maybe, maybe you know what, Mike? Since we don't have anything planned for next episode, ooh, maybe we maybe we get a little you know courtesy invitation. Like we get the yeah. big four. We get the big four. We'll, we'll throw that out. We'll see if we can get a foursome. On campus you know, camp. hey man, we're out here talking C two C trades. Like, why? Why not? You know, why go not? big. 
<laughs> I appreciate everybody tapping in. We'll be back here same time, same place next week. And yeah, as soon as we get off here, I'm gonna throw out the uh, the old DMs Twitter group. See if we can't get a foursome next week. But appreciate everybody. Love y'all. Right here. Peace. Peace.